Okay, I got to do the intro. It takes like a minute. Okay. It's so fun. <laughs> All right. Hi, guys. This is Dre, host of the Aim High podcast. I am Dre, obviously, as you can see clearly. We've been doing this for like, what, eight episodes? Um, and I am this time joined by my wonderful friend and my powerlifting coach, Sabrina. Hello. <laughs> Tell the people who you are. <laughs> Uh, I'm Sabrina. I am a certified personal trainer, certified nutritionist, um, powerlifting coach, bodybuilding coach, and a competitive bodybuilder myself. Oh, look at that. Fancy, fancy. She's fancy. Um, so how long have you been doing all of this for? Oh, man. Um, I have been lifting consistently probably since college. So over five years now. Um, once I got out of college, I started powerlifting and I did powerlifting for about three years. And then the last two years I picked up bodybuilding. Okay. Okay. That's solid. So like most people don't typically, um, switch from one to the other. What kind of got you to switch? Uh, somebody harassing me at my gym repeatedly, who is now my bodybuilding coach. <laughs> um, so she was very, she just saw something in me that she thought I would be good for competitive bodybuilding. Um, she knew how strong I was. She saw how much I was able to transform my body and do on my own. Um, so she thought that, you know, maybe I could do bodybuilding and kind of see what else I was capable of. So she was trying to convince me for the whole three years that I was powerlifting. And then one time I just finally said, let's do it. And I jumped right in and now I'm stuck and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. So um, what really got you into fitness as a whole? Uh, when I was in college, it started kind of with a pretty shitty relationship, honestly, um, so everybody has that, that toxic relationship story. That was mine. I put on a ton of weight. I was like 165 pounds, um, like close to 40% body fat, just very unhealthy, unhappy. My mental health took a hit. My physical health took a hit. Um, from there, I just decided that I was not going to live my life like that anymore. And I decided to change it. Um, so I got heavy into the gym and started lifting and realized how much I could do with the gym as far as like mental and physical stuff and just kind of decided I was going to make a change and went from there. I love that. Um, so with, with the uh, decision to make that change, kind of like um, what moment kind of like specifically were you like, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. I am tired of living like this. It's time to fix this. Uh, I think, I don't know if it was really a specific moment. I think it was kind of everything just started building up. Um, I got to the point where I was like the most unhappy that I'd ever been in my life. And I think that kind of was my turning point. Um, I made a drastic change and just packed up all of my stuff and moved out of the city I was living in and moved to Colorado Springs and just pretty much started a new life <laughs> all within. It was literally like, I think within like six hours, like I just started packing up all of my stuff and I called my family and I was like, Hey, I'm moving. And they were like, well, where are you going? I said, I just got an apartment in Colorado Springs and I'm leaving Pueblo. And so they were like, okay. And came down and helped me move all my stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
<laughs> Yo, six hours on the dime. I love. I just, well, I think that. I mean, obviously, I don't love the situation you're in, but uh, the thing I love about it is that you were like, you know what? Nope, I'm doing this, and you just just kept going. You just got you just got on your your train, and you just kept going. You're like, nope, done, done. Never looked back. Um, I yeah. I mean, I, at that point, I was working at an inpatient psychiatric hospital. Um, and I was working with like the high acuity adults, which is like the psychosis and stuff like that. And so there was a lot of times that I was having to like restrain people mm-hmm. and, um, stuff like that. And I realized that like, to be able to restrain a six foot, 230 pound man, <laughs> I kind of need to be strong. <laughs> so getting into the gym helped obviously with that as well. <laughs> Okay, you know what that is. That's, I mean, that's a fair point. You obviously need to be strong to do the job that you do. Do you still do that job? Um, kind of. As of right now, I'm doing more um, like office type work at an inpatient psychiatric hospital, but they know what I'm capable of, so they always call me when we do have combative people, and they always use me. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, come!" They're like, "Hey, hey, come, 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 get this guy out of here." Yeah, so they always call me as backup. <laughs> I love it. Um, so for those of y'all that um, obviously don't know, uh, I've known Sabrina for, whew, it was like what, we met in like 2019? Yeah, I think. 2018? Yeah, probably like shortly. I think it was like right after I moved up here, actually, probably around 2018. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, this is, again, why I say you you meet the best people at the gym. Um Although uh, we did not meet at the gym, um, you know, I was back when I was single Pringle, uh, I matched with um, Serena on Tinder and she told me what gym she went to. And I was like, oh, I work at Gold's. I'll try something different. Um, Yeah, met her one time and my life was changed. (laughs) Hopefully for in a good way. (laughs) Oh, no, it was. It was a good way. She she was so strong, yo. She I was like, yo, this this girl's awesome. I love this. This is cool. And yeah, you know, it was um, it was cool. You know, I I got to from having gone to twenty four. You know, I got to one find a gym that was like different because you know, no one likes working at working out at the gym that they work at. Uh, for those of y'all that are gonna be listening to this that don't know this. I guarantee you most of the people that work at the gym that you go to, they work out somewhere else because they need space and they need a break. But that was great. Um, And obviously I wouldn't have met my powerlifting coach if I didn't. So there we go. Um, So with, with you for bodybuilding um, scale of one to 10, how easy is it? Uh, one, (laughs) it is not easy at all. It will test every single limit that you have and limits that you didn't even know you had. So it is very mentally, physically, like there's just so much that goes into being a competitive bodybuilder that sometimes people don't even like recognize or think about. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And like I said, I left a relationship in six hours and moved to a different city. So bodybuilding's harder than that. Damn. Um, so with so would you say that like with the challenges and the obstacles that you've had to combat with 
um, bodybuilding as you're preparing for a show, would you say that kind of, um, I guess, opposition thrown your way has prepared you to deal with challenges that you'll face in your day-to-day life? Oh, absolutely. Um, the discipline that you have to have and like being able to pull yourself because you're not going to be motivated every day. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you probably, I mean, my first prep for a show was 22 weeks long and there was probably 10% of the time that I was actually motivated to do all of the things that I needed to do. I didn't want to get up for fasted cardio. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to eat all my meals, but like you do it because you have to, and because you are determined to reach that goal. Um, So being able to have that mindset going from like bodybuilding prep to everyday life, like sometimes you wake up and you don't want to go to work. You don't want to do adult things. Nobody wants to be an adult. We don't want to have to pay bills. So just having that mindset of, you know, I don't want to do this, but I know why I'm doing this and I'm going to do it anyway. I love that. Um, so with, 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 uh, with not wanting to do like whatever's on your plan for the day when it comes to your workouts, um, what really like is the driving force? I guess, how did you develop that sense of, hey, I don't want to do it, but I've got to do this or I need to do this? Um, I changed my mindset from saying I have to do this to I get to do this. So, you know, people always say like, oh, well, I have to go to the gym. So I started saying I get to go to the gym because some people, they don't have that that option. You know, some people are not able to work out. They're not able to do all of these things that we're doing for whatever reason. So changing your mindset to we get to do this instead of we have to do this has been huge. Okay. That's solid. Um, So for anyone that's wanting to get into like bodybuilding, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give them? Hire a coach. (laughs) (laughs) It is. um, I mean, even coaches have coaches like, you know, like I'm a bodybuilding coach and I have a bodybuilding coach. I have two of them, actually, because when you get down to the wire, you don't want to have to think you want to just be given something and told what to do and you just execute. Um, Another thing, too, is like if you really want to get into like competitive bodybuilding, start talking to competitors and start talking to people and asking them kind of what it looks like and what what the whole process is because like I said, there's so much that people don't even think about as far as like how much it costs. It's a very expensive sport. (laughs) Um, Very expensive. And not only that, but just like you start to, you lose out on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just turned 30 in February and I was in prep, so I didn't get to celebrate my birthday. So stuff like that. Um, So you, you really sacrifice certain things. And if you don't have the right type of people around you, it's hard to be able to be successful. Okay. With, with um, having to sacrifice things like, you know, not being able to, you know, go out for dinner or something for your birthday or, um, you know, family gatherings, like at holidays, like on Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff, like how like hard is that? And like how supportive are the people around you? It, it is so difficult. Um, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but for whatever reason, I decide to go into prep through the holidays. (laughs) I really need to stop doing that. Um, The two shows that I've done, I was in prep for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and my birthday. 
So it's, I mean, for Thanksgiving, I went down to my parents' house and my mom made me chicken and asparagus and I ate chicken and asparagus while everybody else was eating pie and mashed potatoes and <laughs> all of the fun things that I wasn't able to eat. Um, but overall, like I have a very supportive group and a very supportive circle around me. My friends are aware that when I'm in prep, I'm not going to be going out to do things. If they want to see me, they come to my house and they sit with me and watch TV. Um, <laughs> you know, when I'm in the gym, I have a good gym community where they know that I'm in prep and they don't interrupt me in my workouts because they know that I'm focused. So it's like, it's very important because you do, I mean, you do sacrifice a lot of things, but like when people understand what you're sacrificing and why you're doing it, it makes sense to them. Um, like you were at my last show, you know, so it's like I have you met squad, the whole <laughs> army. Yeah, I had everybody deep in there. Like my parents were there, my brother, his girlfriend, um, some of my best friends, like you, one of my other clients was there too. Like it's very it's it's important to have that support because you can really lose yourself mentally if you don't. Yes. Yeah, Sabrina had a whole fan section. Like uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that it would not have been the time and place, I was gonna get a giant like fat head. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody would have been like, What are you doing? Get out of here. Um so like um as a uh as a coach, what would you say is your like hardest thing that you deal with? Oh, um, as far as like, so I do a lot of different coaching. I mean, like I have lifestyle clients, I have powerlifting clients, bodybuilding clients, all of those things are going to be different, right? As far as like the goal. Yeah. Um, so I do like with lifestyle clients, a lot of the time it's the patience or the lack of patience, because mm -hmm. when you go on a weight loss journey, it's not fast. If you want it to be maintainable, it's very slow. And it can get frustrating because you're not going to see the scale moving every week. Um, so the one thing that kind of is the hardest thing for me is like the discouragement that I sometimes get from clients is, you know, they get really fixated on the scale. And sometimes I have to ground them from getting on the scale <laughs> because they just expect to lose five pounds a week and stuff like that. Um, so that's hard to see them discour get discouraged and have to kind of talk them through that. Um as far as like bodybuilding, bodybuilding is so much harder. So I think the the biggest thing that I struggle with with like some of our bodybuilding clients is they aren't always honest. <laughs> so like I can look at somebody and see that they're bloated or they're holding somewhere that they shouldn't be holding. And it's because they ate something that they shouldn't have been eating. And then when I ask them what they ate, they're like, oh, I didn't eat anything. I've been on my plan 100%. And I'm like, no, you haven't. You're lying. <laughs> so you just have to own up. Like if you do something that you're not supposed to do, you got to own up to it so we can fix it. So that's that's a struggle sometimes. <laughs> yes. See, y'all may not know because, you know, she's 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 sounding super nice. But listen, Sabrina's scary. Sabrina is scary. So like, you know, and there's and like there's been times where like she's asked or like you've asked me like, Hey, how are like the workouts going? And I'm like, oh my god, these workouts have been killing me. And I go, they're fine, they're, they're great. Like my, like my texts say, they're fine, but like internally, I'm like, oh my god, I want to die right now. <laughs> like, like yeah, this new phase we started. I was like, <sighs> like uh, 
So I got a new um, diet plan for those of y'all that don't know. And my uh, diet plan is restrictive in the manner that there's uh, no sugar and there's no dairy allowed. And for those of you that know me, y'all know there's nothing I love more than mozzarella sticks. <laughs> All of my cheat meals, it is mozzarella sticks because they make. there's never been a bad day that can't be solved by mozzarella sticks. Now I got to find a new thing that I'm going to like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're cutting. So <laughs> the goal has changed. It is, it is hard, but mm -hmm. the mozzarella sticks that you'll be able to eat after you reach that goal, it's going to all be worth it. <laughs> yes. I, and I guess that's the, I'd say like, that's the, the challenge because I mean, I experienced that too, as a uh, trainer is really keeping the client's goals at their at their forefront so they're not so fixated on what they can't do as much as they are fixed are they are getting focused on what they're able to do right yep and little i like little milestones you know mm -hmm. so like i love when clients will text me simple things as like i tried to put these pants on two months ago and they didn't fit me and now they fit and it feels great you know so it's like the little stuff like that where they <laughs> You know, or I woke up today, I didn't have any caffeine today and I'm not exhausted like I was before. I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to rely on three energy drinks to get me through the day. Um, so it's, it's the smallest things that people don't always see as like, oh, this is something, this, this is something I'm accomplishing, or this is, um, this is progress because they automatically think that, well, my weight didn't change this week, so I'm not progressing. <laughs> Yeah, getting people to understand that progress isn't linear is the hardest thing ever. And it's it's funny because like sometimes you really like uh, you you'll tell them like, hey, I've been where you're at, like like or like, hey, I know how you're feeling. And like they look at you and the only thing they see is who you are now and not like what you like had to go through. Right. You know, we'd be fighting demons out here. Yeah. And I am very, I'm very open about like my journey and how I've had to trust the process. I mean, I, for the longest time, like the first pictures that I ever took or pictures that people had taken of me five, six years ago, I refused. Like there was one point in time where I completely went through my Instagram and deleted every single picture from like before I started lifting because I just hated the way I looked. But now I'm I'm open to like I'll share those pictures and like the progress pictures and show people that like this is where I started and this is where I am now and this is what it's taken me to get here. Because we all start somewhere and you never really know what somebody's battling or where they're starting and what they're dealing with. Okay. Yeah. I mean that that is such a great point. Um so a a lot of what people don't seem to understand when it comes to fitness or even competing is the mental aspect of it because it is a lot more mental than people realize um when you hit a kind of like mental block or a mental wall how do you get yourself through that and then how do you also uh help guide other people through theirs yeah um I mean, this, this is going to be a full transparency, <laughs> let's get dark and deep kind of thing right now. Um, so post-show depression is a thing. 
Um, it is very hard to go from being completely shredded to less than 5% body fat, which we know as women that is not maintainable and sustainable because it is not healthy. Um, so going from like show day, completely shredded, dry, looking insane to putting weight back on, it really starts to mess with your head. Um, my first show, the depression hit me immediately. Like it was probably a good two months that I was just in this depressive state of, I hate the way I look. I hate my body. I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I just want to go back to being shredded. Like, I don't want to put this weight on. Um, this show I just did in March, it actually hit me a little bit later. So it probably hit me around like May, June timeframe. Um, because you don't, you don't like to see your body in a different form than what it was in for so long. Um, the other thing that you start to struggle with too is like when you're in prep, you're prepping for a goal. Like you have a show day, you know, you know, like this is the day I'm getting on stage. This is what I'm fighting for. After that, that kind of goes away because you get to that point where you're just like, well, what am I doing now? Like, what is my goal? I'm not, I don't have a show picked out. I need to go through this like recovery phase and like this health phase and reverse diet and get my body back to like a normal maintainable weight and health, you know, and be healthy again. So it really does mess with your mind. Um, I had a bit of a setback here recently. I was supposed to be competing for my national, uh, for my pro card at nationals in July. It literally would have been like, Oh, last week. <laughs> um, but I had some like lab work that came back that wasn't great. And I had some health stuff that I needed to address because of being in prep. So now I went into a health phase and my show is getting pushed until next year. So possibly like May or June next year. Um, so that kind of really took a toll on me because now I'm in like that weird place again of like, well, what am I even working for? So I just, it's all about like what you're able to change your mindset to. Um, I had to sit down and I really had to like gather my thoughts and I started writing down goals. Um, so, you know, like my first goal was my health, obviously, because if I want to compete long term, I can't be doing things that I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, I'm like, if I'm dead, I can't compete. Um, or if my kidneys are not working or my liver, you know, like stuff like that. So the first goal was just like health phase, you know, get through this. Um, I started really focusing on my self-talk, um, instead of waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and saying, oh, well, I'm 155 pounds today and I hate this and this is stupid. I started taking pictures of like things that I noticed that looked good. Like if my quad looks good that day, <laughs> like stuff like that. And really trying to focus on positive things about myself and stop telling myself negative things. Um, because, you know, we really are our worst enemy and we are our worst critic and we're always going to think that something's wrong. I mean, everybody in the world can tell you, you look amazing. You look so good, but in your head, you don't think that. Right. Um, so it is, I mean, it's just, it's positive self-talk. You have to change the way that you talk to yourself and not focus on the way other people talk to you. That is fair. I mean, first off, anyone that knows me knows I'm the most encouraging person ever. And there's nothing I love more than telling my friends, hey, you look great. Or, hey, you're doing good. <laughs> like, I'm so good at doing that for other people. But, man, I'm so bad at it for myself sometimes. Right. You, know, you just sometimes, like, especially, 
especially if you see yourself in the mirror, because, you know, in case anybody that's listening doesn't know, the mirror is a liar. <laughs> it is a liar. Do not trust what you see in the mirror. Uh, even though you are seeing your reflection, it is not a true reflection of you. So I've been trying to work on that uh, so, so I don't get like discouraged. There's times where I'm at work and I'm like, I look like the Kool-Aid man right now. This is not fun. And then somebody will see me and they'll be like, hey, you're looking great. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. And then and then you're like mad because you're like, why would you even say that to me? Like, how, <laughs> how dare you tell me I look good? Right. <laughs> and it's just so frustrating. And it's like, I mean, right now I'm in like my baggy clothes era because like <laughs> it's hard for me sometimes to be at the gym and like I look at myself and I you know, like, obviously I'm still like right now I'm 155 pounds. I'm 18% body fat, Yeah. which for a female, that's, that's good. You know what I mean? But like in my mind, I'm not 5% body fat. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's like, it's so frustrating because I know I'm doing it for a reason mm -hmm. and the reason is good. I'm putting on size. I'm growing. I'm trying to compete at the highest level. Like I want to be a pro. And I want to compete with the best in the world. So to be able to do that, I have to go through all the phases. Yeah. And um, what would you say, like, has been the most, like, unexpected benefit that you got from fitness itself? And then um, what what has been the, the most, like, um, surprising th uh, benefit that you've gotten from uh, coaching and helping other people? Um, fitness in general, definitely the confidence. I mean, when you are able to transform your body and your mind through mm -hmm. like fitness and exercising, you feel untouchable. <laughs> like, you know, there are days that you're just like, I am unbothered. Nobody can touch me. I don't care what any of you say. Like I'm that, I'm that girl today, you know, <laughs> like nobody's going to bother you. Um, so like the confidence for sure and the health, like just health in general. Like I like to hike. I'm an avid hiker. Um, when I was unhealthy, hiking was hard. Obviously, like this high altitude is one thing, but being unhealthy and trying to hike mountains is a whole different, <laughs> a whole different thing. I want to be the person that they got to airlift off the mountain because I suck. <laughs> right. And I'm like, so I want to be able to hike without feeling like I'm going to die. Um, so Valid. Health, the health for sure. Um, as far as like being a coach, it has been, I just had one of, uh, Anthony and I had a client who just competed in Texas. It was his first show. Um, he did men's physique and I never knew like how good I would feel seeing him on stage you know, cause like that was the first thing and just like seeing him on stage and seeing him so happy. And he got first call out for his first show ever. He got, he got sixth place out of seven people in the first call out. And I think there was like, I think there was 13 in his whole entire class. So he did, he did really well for his first show and just seeing how excited he was and him jumping off stage and immediately like running to me and giving me a hug because he was so happy <laughs> like that. That's something that is, it's amazing. Um, and then just like being with you at your powerlifting competition for your first year meet, you know, mm -hmm. the first meet that you and I did together, 
just like being there and you being excited and like being able to sit next to you and help you through that. It's just, it's a great feeling because when people have goals and they turn to you to help them reach those goals, and then you start to slowly reach these goals together, it's, it's a different kind of feeling. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like I, like I said before, uh, yeah, without you, I would not have been as prepared as possible. I was not, uh, and you know, like, although I didn't always get like all the, I didn't get all the results that I wanted with the lifts that I had. Um, you definitely helped me from get, kept me from getting in my own like head because I'm a competitive person. And yeah. when I'm competitive, I get in my own head and like, no, no one can usually talk me off of the ledge, but you kept reminding me like, Hey, did you do better than the last time you were here? Did right. you do better? And I was like, yes. oh, what? I did. did. <laughs> and and so that, I better because of it. Right. And it's so hard because like, and I'm competitive too. And I, you know, we're the same in that aspect as far as like, we want to win, right? Yeah. Like you don't ever want to show up somewhere to not win. Who shows up to lose? Right. Like you're not about to be like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this show and I'm about to lose, but I'm, I'm still going to go. <laughs> going to be fine like you you always show up to win but then you know when you don't get the results that you want it's so hard to get so mad about like those things because you're like well I wanted to win but then you have to focus on what you did do you know like what I said to you like did you do better than last time yes you did okay so what is our goal for the next one to be even better again you know so it's like you constantly have to choose these things and like pick these things and always focus on trying to be better than you were before. I like that is the absolute truth. And like one thing that like really, that I've really started to um, like tell other people that I've worked with and like also remind myself, it's a quote from uh, Eric Thomas. I love, I love this guy. He's one of those motivational speakers, but he, he says something that's always stuck with me. And I told to my lacrosse kids that I coach, I uh, said, so it's uh don't be upset by the results you didn't get with the work you didn't do. And it basically just means like, Hey, if you don't put in the effort, you can't get mad at the results. And exactly. So I've just been like on days when I don't want to do cardio because I'm doing cardio five times a week now. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> so on days when I don't want to do cardio, I'm like, I keep uh, like lately. I've honestly just been thinking like, hey, when I am when I am not 240 anymore and I'm like 230, 225 when I'm there, I'm going to feel a lot better for it. This is going to be a lot better. I'm going to move a lot better. I feel like I'm going to exist a lot better. Like, let's mm -hmm. like, look. <laughs> or I, or my, my wife looked at me the other day. I was like, I was like, oh, I don't want to do cardio, but I got to do it today. And she's like, she's like, hey, you pay for this. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? That is a, that is a valid point. Yep. Hadley like, knows. <laughs> said, you pay for this. And I'm like, oh, he's got a good point. Like, uh. That, you you asked for this. Exactly. You, you said, hey, coach, I want to switch. I want to switch gears and I want to go into a cut. All right. <laughs> and, you know, she, she gave me ample opportunity to, like, tell her I, I, I thought I was tripping because she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then she texts again. She's like, okay, I'm writing the plan now. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> and I'm doing it now. And I'm like. Oh, Pastor Dre, I want to fight you right now because I'm over <laughs> here on the Stairmaster hating life. But 
You know yeah. what? It's it's cool. Cardio's really not that bad. Um, speaking of things you hate in the gym, what are some of your gym pet peeves? Oh man, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I <have so> many. <laughs> um, uh, somebody coming and taking my plates off of the leg press because they don't think that I'm stronger than them. Pet peeve number one. Um, <laughs> yes, I do need all 20 of those plates. No, you cannot have any. Do not touch them. <laughs> Especially after people see me, like I will be walking around the whole entire gym, dragging all these 45 pound plates over to my leg press and trying to find all of the plates in the gym just to load up my leg press. And then people will have the nerve to come over and be like, hey, can I have these? Bro, you just saw me stomping around this gym, dragging all these plates over here. No. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? You just saw me take these plates. You saw me try and find all these plates. Don't touch them. That's pet peeve number one. Um, the second one has recently been... People will, like, leave crazy amounts of weight on machines... And then forget that, like, there's little people out there like me that I'm not going to be doing a plate-loaded incline bench press for over 300 pounds. Take your weights off. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take them all off. Um, and then I think one thing – this is like a commercial gym thing, too, because – I mean, I have a bodybuilding gym and it's a little bit different when you walk into a bodybuilding gym and you see half naked people posing in the mirror, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's something that happens. We all do it and that's what we're there for. But like when you walk into a commercial gym and you see like high school kids taking their shirts off in the middle of the gym and posing in the mirror in the free weight section when it's crowded, pet peeve. <laughs> That is a lack of spatial awareness. Yes. That is a fairly new pet peeve, actually, that I've just developed within the last two weeks. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get by to grab these 90-pound dumbbells so I can do my leg workouts, and you are posing in front of my 90-pound dumbbells. You know, I'm all, for, I'm all for you loving yourself. Love and appreciate yourself, please. But listen here. You are built like olive oil. What are you posing and flexing for? Well, get well, out of here. <laughs> Yes, and if you want to pose in a commercial gym, go, go to the group to the, fitness room. Right, go to the group fitness room. Go to the spin room. Go to like because like I pose. I I have posing class every single Thursday at six p.m. at the twenty four hour Southgate. But I'm not posing in the middle of the gym. I am in my corner in the spin room, away from people, so that I'm not bothering anybody. Because maybe somebody doesn't want to look at a half naked chick. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's the possibility that, like, people don't want to look at us while we're half naked and we're posing and strutting around in heels. Okay. I look like a whole stripper out in these streets right now. Like, <laughs> I'm minding my business, though. Okay. She's, she's living her best life. She's just, she's not bothering anybody. They're just, they're just posing in heels. Like, look, they're, they're, they're doing the best job. I hate it just as much as anybody else. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I know this is like a thing that like some of my uh, like bodybuilding fitness friends have to deal with. Um, how many times do people DM you asking if you have an OnlyFans? All the time. 
literally all the time. Or <laughs> and I know you've seen this too. Like within the last year, I think I've had like seven fake accounts. Like somebody has been making fake accounts of me and putting like OnlyFans links on there. And then people will message me and like send me the profile and be like, is this you? Do you really think that's me? No. And like people that know me and know that I would never have an OnlyFans will message me all excited and be like, is this yours? No, bro. You know that's not me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, hey man, listen. Uh, when I, whenever I get those little spam accounts that follow me, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just assume this isn't the person I know. We're gonna block and report this thing. We're gonna just exactly. That's because, and then because, like, my thing is, even if they do, why, why do you gotta ask about it? Just pretend, pretend right. it's not. Pretend it's not there. You didn't see nothing. <laughs> yeah, I got like four friends that have one, and I'm like, you know what? Live your life. It's not yeah. for me, but uh, I'm right. going to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, all the power to you. I'm all about you getting your money. Do what you got to do. You can send feet pics, whatever you got to do, okay? <laughs> but it's not me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I feel so bad because I just know, like, as a, like, a woman on social media, you probably get, like, the most odd requests just and all the time. I, I had a posing video. So like you've seen, you're on my TikTok, yeah, yeah, yeah. My TikTok videos. Like, I don't know if you saw that one and it was just me posing. And I was like a couple weeks out from my show. Yeah. And one guy got on there and he was literally like, what gym do you go to? I'm about to come throw some ones. What? <laughs> right. And then there was like, there's, there's like this feminist account that follows me and she's like, she is so mean. She's like, she's ruthless. And she goes in on people like that. And she just destroyed him. I didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> That's how you do it. I just, him. That, like, also, uh, fellas, for any of you listening, like, so, uh, like, uh, my last, like, three podcasts, you know, whenever these do drop, because there's going to be a minute before this one drops. But, uh, fellas, when it comes to women in the gym, uh, first off, respect respect all women like that's not too hard to do you have most of y'all have moms sisters and all this other stuff and y'all don't want people acting wild to them um but uh number one and when it comes to women at the gym if you see a woman and you think she's pretty and whatnot and you uh want to introduce yourself or whatever uh don't because <laughs> here's what's gonna happen one you're probably gonna talk to her in the middle of her set or two she's on a time crunch or three, you're going to say something odd, and now you're the weird guy that's getting made fun of in this TikTok video that she had because she's been filming in the background. Right. Oh, and I am like, I don't know. I Lately, so my gym that I was going to closed, and so I had to, like, move to a different gym. Um, so, like, my old gym, obviously, everybody knew me. They knew not to interrupt me. They would, like, wave at me or come give me a fist bump and walk and be about their business, right? So, like, it's been a struggle because a lot of people at this new gym don't know me yet. Mm -hmm. So, they're automatically, like, and I'm bulking right now. So, I'm pretty big and I'm lifting pretty heavy. So, a lot of the time, like, people will just come stand by, like, when I'm doing leg press or I'm doing hack squat, they'll just stand there and, like, watch. <laughs> and it's kind of awkward because I'm, like, at least say hello, maybe, or, like. <laughs> At least say hi, something. Like, maybe introduce yourself. Um, but like the best thing, I actually prefer like if somebody's going to approach me lately, it's been making me really happy because like I've been going really heavy on my my lifts and like my weight's going up. 
And so a couple of days ago, like these two college boys came over and they were like, that's some heavy ass weight. Like that's, that's incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like that's, I will take that. And then they walked away. That was it. <laughs> I just love that. They stated the obvious like, yo, water is wet. <laughs> he was just like, that's some heavy ass weight, like props to you. And then just went about his business. Like, thank you, sir. Yeah, that's like, all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. Like and like the lack of like, I feel like people should have to take like a gym courtesy or a gym etiquette test before they right. can join gyms. Yeah, like like you should have to because it's ridiculous how people lack basic etiquette. Right. I'm like, just mind your business. Don't like you can say hello, but just I'm not trying to have a 20 minute conversation in between my sets. Like <laughs> my muscles are going to cool down by then, you know, like I'm all about somebody saying hi or hey, what's up? Head nods, fist bumps, like, you know, props to you for lifting that heavy stuff like that. I mean, one guy came up to me the other day and he was like, hey, I think you're scaring all the little boys in the gym right now. <laughs> and then he walked away. You know what it's like? <laughs> Yo, my, my friend Kyliana said that I work with her at Vasa, and she goes, she goes, honestly, I just want to intimidate all the men just yeah. on the planet. And I'm like, the planet, the gym, I get, but the planet, that's a, the whole that's planet. a lot. <laughs> Yo, uh, one of my friends, my friend Rachel, she used to always say, like whenever like she'd have like a negative interaction with the dude at the gym, she'd always be like, "This is why men deserve less." And I'm like, "What, what did I do?" It's aggressive. It's so <laughs> aggressive. Um, yo, speaking of gym pet peeves, you know what I hate? I hate those people that will like be like by like like the flat bench and put their like towel down and then go over to like the dang leg press and put their water bottle down or then go all the way over to like the tricep pull down and put their stuff down and I'm like no your your stuff is geographically not near each other no it, I hate you right and if you're going to do a circuit or a superset do it in the same vicinity like if you're going to do a superset with like the leg press and RDLs Take your dumbbells to the leg press and do your superset in the same area. <laughs> you don't need to take up multiple machines. <laughs> we, need a, we need a police for the gym at this point. We need somebody that just like, like those little, like, like how you have like hall monitors. We need those for the gym. We just need people that go. Right. Mm -mm. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so annoyed because I'd be busy all damn day. Uh, uh, people yeah. would probably like leave the gym as soon as I kept coming up to them like, no. <laughs> this okay. is not correct. You That's can't just say no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's been what's been your um your favorite your favorite moment um with fitness? Like what's like what's been your your uh have you ever seen Rocky? Yeah. You know how like even though like one is like one of the one the only one that won the Oscar, like the best moment is the second one when he beats when he finally beats Apollo. Spoiler yeah. alert for anyone that hasn't seen that. <laughs> but uh what was like your kind of like your Rocky moment where it's like, yo, Adrian, I did it kind of like. <laughs> um, probably. So my first my first show um, as a newbie, newbie bodybuilder, um, I went into this show terrified like it was my first show. And I went through like I said, I went through 22 weeks of hell. Mm -hmm. It was like 22 weeks with no cheat meals, not eating anything off of my diet, doing cardio, 
sometimes two hours a day. Um, like it was 22 weeks of hell. <laughs> that is terrifying. It was bad. Um, so, and then I went into the show as a newbie and I won the overall title for wellness. So like I won, I think I took home like four or five trophies that day. Um, I jumped into a division that I wasn't even trying to compete in, which was bikini. And I jumped into the open for bikini. So like, um, for people that don't know, there's like different classes. So like you have true novice for your division, everybody, there's different divisions that you're judged on different criteria. I compete in the wellness division, which is mostly judged on like lower body dominance. <laughs> um, so true novice is for somebody who has never competed in their life. You have novice, which is for people who have competed before, but they've never won their open class. And then the open is for everybody, like everybody can compete in the open. Um, they also have like master's levels for like 35 and up, 40 and up, 45 and up, that kind of stuff. Um, I jumped into true novice, novice and the open for wellness. And then I, my coach randomly threw me into the open for bikini, which was terrifying to me because I I had to learn a whole different routine two days before I competed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I ended up taking third in bikini in the open competing against girls that had been competing for years. So third out of six. Um, and then I took the overall wellness title for the open. So I think that was like my moment of all of this hard work paid off and I beat everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and like for you to come in there just as a beginner and to just crush it. Like that's like, that's like when, when, uh, when like Patrick Mahomes got his like starting job at, the, at on, as the Chiefs quarterback and he's just crushing it, they're like dominating everybody. And it's like, hey, who is this guy? Where did he go? <laughs> like, yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously you are a very strong woman. Um, unfortunately, our society is not at that speed where they think that it's cool for women to be strong, not only in appearance, but like emotionally and mentally as well. Um, I'd say, like, how important do you think it is for that to change? And um, how did you uh, yourself kind of, like, ignore that mentality that our society tends to have? It's hard because, I mean, I mean, you know me. I'm a very, like, I can be pretty aggressive sometimes. <laughs> I'm a, um, I'm a very straightforward and I can be a pretty aggressive human most of the time. Um, so man, it's, it's hard. I, I be fighting demons mm -hmm. <laughs> when I have to deal with some men and their insecurities. Um, I had a guy come up to me. I went to lifetime for a couple weeks and then this was like my breaking point of like, I'm never going back to lifetime. I had a random dude that I'd never spoken to or never met in my life walk up to me, look me straight in my face and say, what cycle are you on? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, excuse me. And he goes, well, you're way bigger than me. So you have to be on something. And I said, well, if you worked harder, you would be bigger too. So it's just like, yeah. So like stuff like that, like the audacity that some people have. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the way I deal with it, most of the time I walk away because I know about myself and I know that I can go from zero to a hundred very quickly, especially when I'm hungry and I'm in prep and I don't mm -hmm. have carbs. <laughs> uh, most of the time my coach is with me and she will tell people to walk away before they get hit. 
<laughs> so um, I just have to like, I try to ignore it, but I mean, social media is the devil sometimes because you will have those, those people behind the no profile picture that will be commenting on your stuff about, Oh, you're, you look like a man and you shouldn't be lifting that heavy. You don't look like a woman, stuff like that. Um, it's, it's fuel for me, honestly. It makes me want to be bigger. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's, it's so funny. Cause I was telling, I was just, uh, I was telling a few of my like friends and I've, I've told them this. I was like, listen, the one thing anybody could never say about me is that I don't like strong women because literally a lot, I was like a majority of my friends are strong women who lift heavy ass weight in the gym. And I was like, I was like, there's, there's no way you can't say I don't. And, um, you know, the fun, the great thing with having just strong people in your circle is a lot of times it just pushes you to want to get better. Like, you know, I see like all that you are like, have been able to accomplish and all that you're going to accomplish. And I'm like, yo, I could do this. If I put some, if I put a little bit more effort, I can, I can make this happen. And it is like, and that's, that's one thing that I will always push is like your community and the people that you surround yourself with is a reflection of you. Because like, if you don't have, if you don't have good people in your corner and you don't have people that are like willing to understand like why you're doing these things and stuff like that, like it is so, so difficult. Um, especially with bodybuilding. Like I, that's one thing that I'm so thankful for. And like one of the one things that I love the most about bodybuilding is the community. Like even girls that I've stood on stage next to that have beat me or, you know, that I've, I've beat them. Like we're friends, you know, like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's a hard, it's a hard sport and it's a hard thing to like be alone in. So having people that understand it and people that are willing to say like, get out of your head, stop saying that stupid stuff, stop talking to yourself like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it's important to have people. I'd say like how, um, you know, with, with bodybuilding being, being competitive, but also a community um, itself, like what was the, I guess like what was the coolest thing that you thought like that you found about like that community? Um, just the support. Like it's so, and even people that like, because I've, I mean, my first show I was terrified. So like I was backstage, I wasn't really talking to anybody. Like I had my headphones in, I was focused. I was nervous. My nerve, like my anxiety was through the roof. But like this last show, I was backstage just having fun. Like I was talking to girls that I was about to be competing against. I, and I still talk to them now. Um, you know, like there's girls that from other States that like, I am still talking to them, you know? So it's like stuff like that. And, um, they're just like, the mindset's different, honestly. Um, I mean, there's a couple, couple girls in Denver that I haven't even ever met them in person, but there'll be days that like, I'm so down on myself that I'll text like my friend, my friend Naya and just be like, I feel really bad today. (laughs) And she's just like, well, what's going on? And she'll talk me through it, you know? So everybody is just, they're, they're very supportive. Um, And they're a lot of them. I mean, you do have some people that are, they got their noses in the air and they're winchy and they're not going to be nice to you. (laughs) And like, 
<laughs> you just stay away from those people. But you you meet so many cool people, um, pros, amateurs, coaches, judges. Like you meet a, a lot of incredible people that all have the same lifestyle. I love that. That see that that's I mean that's the that's the same thing we kind of get with like powerlifting. And for anyone that doesn't know. Powerlifters are the, are the nicest people. We're giant teddy bears. We look we look like we're not, but we're we're freaking teddy bears. We're soft people. <laughs> and like yeah. at my first competition, I was so beyond nervous. And literally, everybody competing was like, "Hey man, just go do your best." That's literally that's that's the best yeah. advice I got. And I was like, I was like, "Yo, that's so simple." I was like, "That was so nice." And yeah, yeah. that was that was good. Um, so as we start to like wrap up here, um. Is for anyone that's like, uh, well, two two questions kind of. Um, if you could go back to the past and talk to past you, which what time frame of your life would you go back to, and like, what would you say? And then, if you could jump ahead to the future, what would you ask your future self? Oh, um, past, I would probably, probably about college back to that time frame. Um, and just really change my mind because like, tell myself, like my old self, like, this is not how this is going to go. <laughs> like, this is not how you see yourself. This is not how you're going to be forever. So you need to just like, stop, stop doing the negative things and being toxic for yourself. You think um, she wouldn't believe that like you are like her? Yeah, no, fat the the old me would definitely have been like, all right, yeah, you're crazy, whatever. Would <laughs> like, <laughs> but not be having it. Um my future self. Hmm, I would probably ask like I don't know, just kind of how my career panned out and like if I went pro and just kind of go and like if everything that I was going through and all of like the hard stuff was worth it at the end. I love that. That that's a good, that's a good, that's great things to ask. I mean, mine, mine's simple. I really just ask my future self, Hey, are we happy? Like with whatever <laughs> we're doing, are we happy? Okay, cool. Don't care about anything else. I'll see it when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, was it, was it all worth it? Because yeah. man, it has been, it's been a lot of ups and downs this last year. Well, yeah, and like in the end, you know, everybody just wants um, something to leave behind, something to be remembered for. Like, you know, you got your, you got your, your Chris Bumsteads, you got your Ronnie Coleman's, you got all of those people. Like, and they're gonna be remembered for what they were able to contribute and stuff. Um, even not whether uh, it doesn't have to be from a fitness sense or or whatnot, but um, uh, what would you, what do you want people to uh, remember about you? Um, that I never stopped and I never quit. Like everything that was meant to destroy me and everything that people did to put me down and like everything that people told me that I couldn't do, I'm doing it. So like, that's always going to be, I'm always going to be that person that is going to prove people wrong. I love that. That is phenomenal. <laughs> um, and then for like anyone who is, about to like start their fitness journey or is like wanting to but they're hesitant uh what would you say to them and then for anyone who's in the like plateau or kind of middle point for their 
with their fitness journey and just doesn't know where to go and kind of wants to quit, what would you say? Um, for somebody just starting out, like you just got to do it. Just, you have to start somewhere, just jump in, trust the process, be patient. It takes time. Sometimes, you know, the results are not going to come as, as fast as we want, but when they do come, it's all worth it. Nobody's ever regretted getting healthier or feeling better or bettering themselves. Like it's all worth it. Um, and the same thing for somebody who's at a plateau. I mean, the same thing I would tell like my clients even like it, it sucks right now, but like, we're going to get through it and you just have to keep pushing. Remember what your goal is. Remember your why. And if you have to change your why, then change it. But like, make sure that you are writing down and you are manifesting and you are focusing on what your why is and keep pushing to that. I love that. This has been super dope. Uh, Sabrina, anything you want to uh, let the people know about yourself, like, you know, promote, tell them what's going on, anything like that? Um, I'm open to new clients. At, um, we have not capped out at our clients right now. So if anybody's looking for lifestyle, bodybuilding, powerlifting, um, you guys can message me. We have Unorthodox Alpha Elite is our team name. Um, Dre has all that information too. So if anybody needs to reach out to him. Um, but yeah, if anybody has anything, questions, anything at all, um, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. And then Anthony as well. Anthony is my business partner and my other coach. Um, so he's also a competitive bodybuilder. And you met him yesterday. So finally. <laughs> <He's> wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, so anything that you guys need, we're a, we're a power team over here. I love it. Uh, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. Uh, thank, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. This is Dre, and this has been the Aim High Podcast. All right, thank you.